0: Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McClain would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH.
1: Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Glad you are with us. You are with... um couple practicing financial advisors, myself and my co-host. That is what we do during the week. Help people with their finances and come broadcast on the weekend to be your financial advisors. And financial advice
2: consists of asset allocation, 401ks, IRAs, tax strategies, how to defer, how not to defer, how to recognize income, how to move income downstream, how to cut expenses, blah, blah, blah. All those things that surround your money, including risk, which is... Insurance. And I'm not talking about life insurance or long-term care insurance, yeah. although that could be part of it.
1: We're not insurance salespeople. And making sure you've got – looking at what risk you might have in your portfolios that that's can derail right. your, your retirement, derail your financial life. Yes. Yeah. So that, that's what yeah. we do. Yeah. And, um, I mean, if you look at 2021, the stock market was just absolutely crazy. It looks crazy. like – a little more volatility happened. Today. Two years into a pandemic,
2: you couldn't – this is why it's I was having this conversation. It's the strangest of times. This is why market timing is – futile. It, 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 because they're every indicator. And by the way, you know, people are like, well, I missed out on Apple. Like You didn't miss out on Apple if you own the S&P 500, trust me. No, it's the largest <laughs> holding in the right. S P p five hundred. Yes, yeah. you own Apple. Yeah, you own Apple. Uh, well, missed out on Tesla. Nah, you didn't miss out on Tesla, <laughs> right? If you own a broad, uh, but some of the stocks I mentioned Tesla, I I started watching this uh, show about cryptocurrency and the history of cryptocurrency, and
1: and I'm confused. I understand a place. I for just it. saw. I saw a study. I don't know if you saw a study of cryptocurrency ownership. Listen to this, 0.01%, okay, so that's one out of 100,000, is that what that, 0.01% of crypto owners control 27% of the market. that's the answer right there. What was the question?
2: Which is why why some do so well and some don't. They can can create their own momentum in their own stocks and they know it. 27% is controlled by... It's a very small club. Yeah, and they they, they can they can create their own mo- momentum in that. But the, the one the non fungible tokens it confuses me. I watched a show about how they were selling real estate. How in, in the whole metaverse? People are building
1: like, the, the real city, estate developers and stuff.
2: Yeah, in these in these things, and I'm like, wow, I, it's, you're gonna have a hard time living there. I'm just telling you, you cannot live inside what, your but computer. But I think
1: I think one thing's important to remember, Ben. Like when you. We, look, as investors, we all have a bit of this fear of missing out. I ball. do too, right? Like, man, if I should only what, what yeah. some crypto or Bitcoin, if I would only, have bought Bitcoin eight years ago. and I only bought part of whatever, Jingo right? land on this platform, whatever. I'd be rich. But the reality is, look, if you're doing a, if you're doing a good job with your saving, you've got a, a good portfolio, broadly diversified, you're doing well, like, it, don't, it doesn't really matter.
2: The, the rest of that stuff is noise.
1: And it will come and go. It doesn't really matter. It's not going to change your life. I mean, maybe you can win the lottery. Maybe you're not going to win the lottery. Like, y- 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 for, I, I remember, <laughs> I love seeing this. Whose office? Someone had this office. It was a stock certificate. And underneath it was um, <laughs> some. some the fact that our ratings, uh, <laughs> our analysts have- uh, We're no longer have, recommending uh, these stocks. As it went bankrupt, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Right? We removed this from our buy list as they filed bankruptcy last week. Right? Yes. Like, so the reality is- you can't, this fear of missing out. And that includes Tesla stock. And by the way,
2: this Tesla's not going to run forever. Look at, this week alone, BlackBerry quit supporting their their, their operating system. I saw that article. Right? I'm thinking, does, are there really still BlackBerry users out there? The, the, obviously there were, but I'm thinking Apple came along from nowhere and replaced BlackBerry was the thing. It was just a much less intuitive Well, maybe Tesla platform. will
1: come along and... Re- I, I think the with Here's what the... Here's, or maybe Toyota will come along and replace Tesla. I think, I think what's happening with... So the reason why we're bringing up Tesla, it's so overvalued relative to their what their earnings are this year, next year, into the infinity. Yeah. Like, you, the earnings are going to have to come from somewhere eventually to justify the price. So the question is... Is this another Apple? Because it's been... I mean, you look at two companies that I, f- I find absolutely incredible. Apple and um, Amazon. Both incredible because started small. They were a little computer company, right? Apple. And now, who doesn't own an iPhone? But they own the market. They own the market. They own the marketplace. I subscribe to Apple News. I got all... Right. They Apple own the ever. market. But Tesla doesn't own the market. But Apple used to not either. I so the question... I think... What it is, and if you look at all the business lines that Amazon's in, I think- There's what, a
2: difference though, Scott, because there wasn't much of a, of a market when BlackBerry was, they created it. Tesla didn't create the automobile market. They just came out with a slightly different product. Look, I, I, no,
1: I'm not, okay. I, I, I wouldn't buy a Tesla at this okay. price. So, all right. Um, what, I, I think what in, investors are believing, it's like, oh, Elon Musk is so creative, he's going to be able to find other uses uh, for this. He's going to be able to figure out Maybe there's some technology that is going to be licensed in every other car that's out there. You're looking at me like it. I'm just saying. No, they could what, be. They could be. That's what people have to they be, could be believing on. They could You've be. You've got to believe it's something other than that automobile to, to uh, justify yeah. the price. Yeah. And he is a brilliant guy. He's smart enough
2: that everything he does has some sort of government subsidy attached to it. Oh, yeah. Say what you want. But by the way, before we go to the calls, you know, I was having this argument with someone the other day who had just bought a Tesla. And he was telling me how great it was. And he's rich. And I said to him, "Do you realize <laughs> he's rich?" <laughs> Whatever that means, right? <laughs> no, he's Okay. He's rich. And I said to him, "Do you realize you pay no gasoline taxes so that you drove your car and you have been subsidized by poor people because they they don't pay they pay gasoline tax and you don't." And he said, "I never really thought of it like that." And I said, "Well, this is I mean, if we want to talk about inequality, the, f- the government gave you money to buy a fancy
1: electric and they're vehicle. Expensive. It's the most bizarre thing. You want to talk about a transfer of wealth from the <laughs> from, from c- cigarette taxes to, to poor people mostly to uh, subsidies for the uh, for rich? Yeah,
2: and then you get to ride on the my highways, and because I drive a gas powered, I subsidize you, rich guy. So you said you're buying lunch? I <laughs> did. Actually, he was at my house. I charged him four dollars for a beer. <laughs> four dollars, <laughs> special <laughs> friend
1: price. <laughs> Just just let's go. We <laughs> got to right. go to the call. Yeah. do you want to join us, 833 99 Worth is the number um, to schedule a uh, call with us. 833 99 Worth. We're talking with Gene. Gene, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Hi. Hi, Gene.
3: Thanks for having me
1: on. Yeah, we're glad to have you.
3: Well, uh, I'm a new listener to the show. Oh, I love it. Good. Um, How did you find us today? You know, I think through other podcasts, um that I was listening to, I think that they had mentioned oh. mentioned you and I oh. just looked it up and okay. so well, here I am. Well, thank, like, you glad that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was hoping to just get your thoughts on our retirement plan. Um let me just give you a little rundown. So um my husband and I were fifty six. We wanna retire by the time we're sixty five. Uh we've got two kids they're grown and gone and we've cash flowed our way through college tuitions and weddings and all of that. So all of that's kind of behind us. Um, But we're on really a a catch up plan on our retirement.
1: Jean, so this is very typical, by the way. it's more more normal (laughs) than not (laughs) correct it's more normal than not so you call it a catch-up plan i just think now this is like the time you get serious about it right so you you just ticked them off we got the kids we had raised the the kids put them through college finally they're married off like go live your life's kids now we got to focus on how are we going to have money to return
2: normally what happens right about this time is you count up everything that you saved and then you say is this enough (laughs) and what should
1: we do between now and then (laughs) how much do we need to save
3: that's exactly, exactly where we are.
1: But good for so, you. And
3: I feel like we, yeah, I feel like we have, um, like, I, th- I feel like the future is bright, but I w- I don't want to make, uh, you know, mistakes in this nine years that we have. That's right. So here's, here's where we're at. We have a $600,000 home completely paid for. We have a six month emergency fund.
1: How long has your home we been paid? Have,
3: um, not very long. This is recent. Because How did you pay it off? A- Second, well, we we only had maybe 120,000 left, but we had a second uh, property that we owned that we um, had our in, my in-laws living in, and then one of them passed, and so we sold that house. Okay, took the equity out of that and paid off our house. Nice. So we went okay. from two mortgages to zero. So nice. that was that was great. Um, so that's paid for. Uh, we have the emergency fund. We do have a car loan. For about forty-five thousand, we're planning to pay that off in a couple of years. And in terms of retirement accounts, we have uh, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars.
2: What's your income?
3: So, well, so that's the good news in this. Our combined income, which you know, one of us just got a new job, so this is a little bit new too, um, is at three twenty-five. And, um, and what, what was what was your what, income? Okay. What was
1: your income? Family income five years ago. So you had three hundred thousand today. Where were you five years ago?
3: Um uh, maybe two thirty two forty maybe
2: okay. and and you were supporting the kids either through college or marriages or whatever, five years ago,
3: yeah, so we were yeah, and so we were playing you know we just cash flowed through college, two of them, so that was probably two hundred fifty thousand total. And- um, and then two weddings we funded. And,
2: Don't you find you yourself know, so, with a lot of disposable income now?
3: Well, so that's that's kind of where we're saying this is the time now that yes. we can just, we, we can really pour it on and still actually have. And here's
1: the da- here's a danger at this, here's a danger that people face at this stage, right? The kids are gone, you suddenly have more disposable income. You're behind you, – you're, you're obviously, you're behind the, 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 yeah. uh, on your retirement yeah. savings. So you know you need to catch that. Up. But sometimes people will say that this lifestyle will increase quite a bit because they have this great disposable income they never had. It's lifestyle creep. Yeah. And so now they get to retirement age. One, they don't have enough money saved for retirement. Two, now they need more money for retirement because they've gotten comfortable with a certain level of lifestyle that they didn't have before. So yes, the fact exactly that you're so, at, setting yeah. back at this, this the fact that you're taking the time to saying, what do we need to be doing? Then you can say, all right, if, how much do we need to save? Then is there some discretionary money after that? Yes. So y- y-
2: what you don't want to do is join the country club um, at this point. Oh in time. God,
3: no. And we're not even, join we're not even club. like that. We're, so I want kind of everything. <laughs> Our plan is to do everything kind of auto. So, we're already doing the the twenty six thousand each on four hundred one k. Yep. And then we think we can put another five thousand a month um, into at least you know mutual, yeah.
2: At least so, at least okay. So I was yeah. thinking that so I
3: was a little bit scared saying um, saying so I. You I know, was thinking one hundred and fifty
2: thousand dollars a year.
3: Oh, you were okay. I'm kind of at one twelve but um that 150 is a good goal well, and, and think I about it this really, way
2: remember that yeah. the, the money's going in pre-tax on the 401k and it's after
0: well, tax that
3: my, well that's actually my other question because why wouldn't we do Roth? is it because our income your is income because i always feel like everybody says just forget anything go Roth. You know, well, if, if you said your you income know,
1: was 125 and you had $1.5 uh-huh. million in your 401k, then we'd say maybe the Roth yeah. would make sense. But the reality is I mean, you have a lot of catch-up to do to, maintain, to have yeah. any sort of maintenance of your standard yeah. of living. And so what you would yeah. want to do
2: is – and you could do this if you look at this. If you can live on $150,000 a year, right, uh-huh. live on disposable yeah. income, uh, you should be able to save $100,000 in after-taxes – and approximately fifty thousand dollars in pre-tax in your four hundred one k. And I would allocate the four hundred one k mostly bond.
3: Okay. And I would oh.
2: use index funds uh, primarily tax-efficient. Well, only because I'm how sorry. much she's say, talking say about other, contributing? Wait, but that? they still have nine years.
1: Said
2: the- I know, but I'm thinking yeah. about um I'm thinking about distributions and capital gains. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You want to have, in other words, you want to have your stocks outside any bonds. That you're going to own fixed income, you want inside the uh, your 401k. If you outside. can psychologically okay. get through this, yes. psychologically right. get through this, because okay. most people compare it, think it's a horse race, uh, but it's not. Gene, have you? Yeah. Have you used some online calculators? Just like, here's how much money we're going to need at retirement.
3: Yeah, I mean the number I keep thinking is. Um, like if we can get to a million five, I feel like that might be good. I think our social security would be about 4,800 a month. And so what What are you thinking?
1: Well, here's what, I'm thinking. If what you, are you
3: thinking? You,
1: yeah, I'm thinking you go through the process. Here's what I'm thinking. You go through the process, whether it's an online tool, working with a financial planner, do some different scenarios. Because uh-huh. you might say, you might go through the, the, the numbers and say, I think we'd rather work till 66 or 67 save less have uh-huh. a have some more discretionary income today. Um right. Or you might say, wow, we're better off than I thought we're going to be. Why don't we stop work at 63 or 64?
2: Mm-hmm. But you 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 have the ability. You're, you you couldn't retire comfortably. First of all, you've got the right attitude about it. Right? Mm-hmm. Assuming you can both work until the 65. Yeah, that's, that's correct. That's-
3: that's an assumption too. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah we uh, yeah. Yeah, but
2: I mean, but even saving a $100,000 a year you're going to you're going to get there. I think that the number's going to be between 100 and 150 grand a year that you're going to need to save in order to get there assuming yeah. a, a growth rate on a moderate portfolio of 65% stock and 35% mm-hmm. bonds. I'd plug it in at 6% on a growth rate. Okay. Then I'd plug my distributions okay. in at 4% and I'd okay. plug in the social security is there, but you, you need to go through that exercise. In fact, if you go to yeah. our website, allworthfinancial.com, okay. watch the webinar called the seven personal decision points. Okay. And then you could actually uh, buy Scott's book. Um, you'd be the fourth or fifth person that has <laughs> bought it. <laughs> actually, I, actually, I've been asked to sign your book a couple of times, which I had uh, great delight in. <laughs> I signed, don't read this book, <laughs> Pat McClain. No, but it's a great book. It's called Decision Points and it will bring you through the process. So the, what, what you're trying to do is go through this process of uh, how much money do I need to save in order to get to this? And so the seven yeah. personal decision points looks at this. Well, first thing it looks at is how much money am I going to require in retirement? The second point it looks at is what will my expenses look like in retirement? Third thing is taxes yeah. in retirement. Fourth thing is yeah. investments, right? Risk,
3: yep.
2: right? Yep. Uh, estate yep. planning, and then distributions. And when you go through that practice, it, the, each one of these seven levers moves up and down and you can treat them individually or, but they all connect together. And that's what a good financial plan does. Yeah. Look, I need yeah. to retire in eight years, nine years. What do I need to do today to get this? And so the financial plans that our advisors go through are highly interactive they sit there on a screen they pull all the data out of the clients what are you trying to achieve yeah. what are you trying to look for in life what what resources do we have to work with and then they sit yeah. on a screen either in zoom or in the office and they say well you know if you increase your savings by 20 grand a year in 9 years you're going to have x or if we change yeah. the assumption yeah. and make it a little bit more conservative, you'll have one. I paid for my own brother-in-law and sister-in-law to actually go through this process. Um, yeah. About yeah. almost identical to you. Although they didn't marry their kids off. They're all out of school. They funded a mostly <laughs> um, through there, but uh, 56 years of age wants to retire at 65. I'm like, I'll just pay because yeah. they kept asking me questions and I'm like, look, right. I can That's answer your perfect. questions or you could go through the process and, and I'll and I'll. I paid for him to go through the process. Now, if you're listening to the show, you got to be related for me. To me, for I was me to say that. there, Ben? <laughs> I'm not going to do this for, for the free. next ten callers. <laughs> We're not doing that either. But at a minimum, you're an, you're yeah. you're fine. Yeah. You're going to be fine, uh, just yeah. because of the maturity in which you're dealing with the situation. Go to our website, All Wars Financial. Watch I, the yeah. webinar. Okay. Read the book, okay. and then either bring yourself yeah. through a similar process online or yeah. hire a yeah. firm like ours to, or better yet, hire us to bring you through the
1: process. <laughs> Who are we kidding? <laughs> Who, are we kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Who are we kidding? We very often well, do I self-promotion mean, by the way.
3: But. Well, to be honest, I, I just signed on with a financial planner, but I wasn't like, it sounded really good to begin with, but then I wasn't feeling that great in the um, kind of the result of it, I wasn't. That's getting, why you're like, calling us. It
1: was a, something's wrong, yeah, like, right? It wasn't <laughs> like
3: a full well because this whole like kind of Roth thing and in I don't know. So did anyway, you, I, that's why did, I was did, kind of did, like. Did, let me did, just call these guys. Did you have? What they would say about my plans. <laughs> did the
1: your your number one problem? Forget Roth, and your number one issue is. How much money do you need to be saving so that you can be financially independent at age 65? And the Roth
2: is the stuff you answer number
1: three or four. Did you get clarity on how much you need to save?
3: Well, so yeah. So, so essentially we had come to, you'd be at a million to sounds like that. You know, when she, when we talked about kind of the things that we wanted to do in retirement and that was um, essentially where we were, but this is before, you know, I was going to start this new job, so I was saying I think we can do um, – I think we said 3800 a month. Now, I, when I said I can do 5000 a month in investment now, that's only because I'm scared to say we can do more. I think we can do more. I think well, your one fifty is probably where we can really go. But I didn't feel like it was – But you're not making a commitment a to comprehensive this. Comprehensive – it wasn't a comprehensive enough plan, I guess. It was just kind of like, yeah, well, if you get, if, you know, if you invest this, this is where you'll be. But I, so I was just kind of testing the waters, like, are we making stupid decisions by doing Roth now, or you know?
1: Oh, the Roth is off the table. The, the Roth's You're, off the table. It, here, here's why: your income is is quite high right now, and you expect right? it to be lower, yeah. and it will be lower unless you win the lottery or something. I mean, like no matter how much you're going to save you're not going to yeah. you're not going to have $325,000 of income in retirement.
3: Yeah.
1: The the advisor right. didn't recommend product, did they?
3: No. Okay, good. No. That's good.
2: I'm selling you an annuity yeah. or something. They didn't try to sell you annuity <laughs> or something like that.
3: No. That's good. No, it just felt like it was just kind of more like I kind of led her to that, and she kind of calculated and says, "Oh, you'll be great. Well, let's get this going." But I kind of thought, "Well, <laughs> yeah, well, I think you, you, it was I all mean, my idea." But then I kind of thought, "I don't, you know, this is not what, what I
1: think." What is, I think but, is helpful is when um, it,
0: it,
1: it, we don't know what the future is going to be. Nobody knows what the future is yeah. going to be, right? We we make assumptions, yeah. and so uh, some of these programs are really quite. Uh, brilliant in the way you can change some different assumptions
3: yeah one factor I mean, now
1: yeah. is inflation yeah. like so you think yeah. 1.5 million in today's dollars what's that what could that mean down the road and what happens mm-hmm. if inflation this transitory inflation continues next year and the yeah. year after in that and
2: claim. then it wouldn't be transitory inflation if it continued, well, whatever that means it?
1: i understand uh that's why i just so started. anyway yeah. you're
2: on the. look you are on the right path okay. and and by the way if, okay. if 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 you're not comfortable with this advisor make the call now don't wait
3: well that's my point yes i mean this is kind of we're very early in time. yes There's yeah nothing you, really that dramatic going on yet so
2: you did I not marry the kind of first of person like, you dated right well she might have right i I almost did well
3: actually yeah i've known my husband since third grade okay (laughs) well there we go that was a bad
2: analogy i
3: actually we did not we did
2: not get what was he like in the third grade
3: did you like him in the third grade um i think he liked me more than i liked him oh that's
2: how it usually goes um, isn't that funny (laughs) The third no, grade. Can we you, were you imagine?
3: Opposite. I mean, kind of back and forth. We were very opposite. I was a bookworm. He was kind of the school jock and all that. And were you and high school so sweethearts? Very different. So, no, no, we weren't at all. After after high school. so. Did
2: you invite your
1: age, third but... grade teacher to the wedding?
3: No, but I but we did invite our sixth grade teacher is to it? the wedding, I have is, to say. That's
1: cute. <laughs> uh, how old were you when <laughs> you started dating then? This is completely Who's, different I I know, know, this, not not We are no longer grade. interested in the finances.
3: We are. <laughs> twenty one, I think. 20. Wow, got married and at twenty
1: three.
2: Yep. That's so. My wife is the only one I dated more than two weeks, and I got married. At <laughs> Are 23. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, two weeks. I make I make decisions pretty <laughs> yeah, quick. I know that about
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> I can make a decision pretty quick. I had a couple longer term relationships. You? It was good. Then I like I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to marry someone with those qualities. Like <laughs> anyway, well, Jean, Jean thank, oh, you for, okay. uh, thank you for, uh, thank you for, first of all, thanks
2: for finding us on the, uh, yeah. the, the podcast yeah. and thank for listening. And thank you for, uh, for, for calling the show. You, by the way, you are, uh, you, you, you will do fine. You have the right attitude. You have the yes. right intellect. Mm-hmm. You're actually seeking out uh, advice um, yeah. and you're yeah. judicious about it. And so you'll be fine. You just need to put the plan in place but and realize have, the plan yeah. is dated the minute it's
3: done. No, right. No, I gotcha. Yes.
1: But yes. It, and getting to a point, this is important. And I think Pat, you mentioned that our seven personal decision point um, webinar, it, it is, it's based upon a, a, a couple that if you don't have, if you're not clear on how much you need to be saving then the, it creates kind of disharmony <laughs> in the marriage right. yes and with your finances no, it like can yes. we afford to go away for yeah. the weekend like we talked about or should we not like
2: yeah that's yeah can and we, we they,
1: can we afford that Airbnb or should we stay at the motel six I mean right those kind of yeah. things like
2: and that's why the plan actually helps um so it actually yep. is based yep. on a real- life client that I worked with for years and years so appreciate the okay. call yeah
1: thanks for calling Gene she, uh, it's interesting she was sweet i like yeah, her. Very, I nice. yeah. <laughs> very nice yeah not that uh,
2: the rest of all our colors,
1: colors aren't great we're, but, but some
2: are more sweet than others so this this is gonna we're can throw that out there <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't know why but i anyway we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we'll take some more calls this is all worth money matters
0: Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. All right, welcome
2: back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McClain, thanks for joining the show. If you'd like to join our show, here's how it works. you, If you call us at any point in time, we will schedule well, we'll schedule a time for you to talk. But we've also got something on the calendar where you can call. We've got a basically a two and a half hour block set aside just for taking calls. So if you're a podcast listener or you're a radio listener, you're like, hey, I'd like to talk to these guys, you can call us on Wednesday, January 19th, from one thirty to 4 p.m. Pacific. One thirty to 4 p.m. Pacific. Pacific, Pacific so you got to do the math. <laughs> and, and if you can't do the math, <laughs> don't call our show. We don't want you to, we don't want you to call. Yeah, please. Yeah. If you don't have if you, don't you need, can't figure out it, can't the figure it out, time. Or, or don't have an app on your phone that will tell you, don't call the show. Otherwise, you would call 833-99-WORTH, 833-999-6784. You should know what time zone you're in. I, but oftentimes I have to look it out because, like, St. Louis, what time zone is Yeah, in? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I do. do. Sometimes I have to – so I go to the little app and I'm like, what time zone is there? And I'm, There you go. So you can call Wednesday, January 19th between one thirty and 4 Pacific time, 833 99 or but
1: you do know the difference between the time zones so if someone I says I this do. is the mountain time or whatever you know what they're talking about i do understand yeah. that thank you <laughs> so i would think most people when we say pacific time they can think okay what does that I'm mean mountain to time? me uh, hopefully but you know your what point i like the uh if they can't figure that much out <laughs> well, then you but yes it's kind of not... like that there's no such thing as a stupid question just stupid people right <laughs> well that's not nice but there is <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. let's go to the calls we're talking with Jeff. Jeff, you're with Allworth's Money Matters.
4: I, I guess I don't have to figure it out since I'm in Pacific Time. So. <laughs> there we go.
2: Good. Well, thank you, Jeff. That was a, it wasn't hard for <laughs> you. I hope that you weren't stumped. Greetings st- from Roseville. <laughs> All right. Well, down the street, we so actually, we have an office in Roseville. so Suburb right. of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have offices, uh, a lot of offices uh, across the United <laughs> States, but uh, –
1: but large Jeff doesn't care about
2: that. Well, we do. <laughs> okay. A large concentration in the Sacramento and San Francisco Bay Area. But what's your question for us, Jeff?
4: Well, I'm talking I'm about required minimum distributions. I am almost 70 and a half. I am 70 in like three months. Uh, and I, I think the, the laws have changed. Now, right? Am I correct in that? Yes, It is, is correct. now 72? That's that is correct. correct. Okay. So does – when they change that it's uh at seventy and seventy two uh, 72, do you go by the um oh what are they calling it they they have a chart that yeah. they they have uh, that shows uh what uh distribution period and uh uh seventy seventy two it says twenty five point six am mm-hmm. I supposed to go by that so, that's, yes, you know, thats correct so so basically, we don't, we don't worry about 70 and 71 anymore. That's correct. Exactly right. So
2: and what that number is, is essentially it is a life expectancy. There's multiple life expectancy tables, by the way. But mm-hmm. is the IRS life expectancy table plus 10?
1: No, it's a okay. life expectancy, a joint life expectancy between of your age and someone 10 years younger. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Thank you. That You're Correct. My, I, I, you are a hundred percent correct. Because there used to be, there used to be, anyway, it doesn't matter. It, this it, is where it is today. It makes no it sense. Is, yes. 72 makes no sense. Why 72? I mean, it, anyway, that's
2: where we're at. So that is the, the, the formula. And every year you look up the formula and use the new formula.
4: Okay. Yeah. Cause I was, I was it's kind of, kind of throw me up a little, and a little bit higher tax area than i originally thought because, well uh, i i also got uh it uh, you know, was one of the ones that held out for my higher social security so well that's up there too <laughs> and do you have
1: any did you convert any to a roth or do any have you have, have you, you done any that? i didn't do, i didn't but you no, can you've still got time well if it makes sense
2: yeah so what's your income
4: um my income I take, uh, off of one of my IRAs, I take uh, about uh three thousand a month plus my social security.
2: And what's the IRS size approximately?
4: Uh about two point two. Oh sorry, one point two.
2: One point and are you uh Wire. do you are you married? Do
1: you file a joint tax return? Uh widowed. And, uh, sorry about that, uh, what do you have in savings outside of the retirement accounts, brokerage accounts or cash? Outside of the
4: retirement account, I have um, about uh, 50000 in cash in the bank and about, uh, let's see, I've got a, a brokerage account uh, and that's got about uh, 95000 in it.
2: Is your home paid for? Yes and your what's your social security benefit
4: uh right now it is let's see um uh the net on it is uh 3000 and uh 3200 i believe yeah. So the gross is
1: closer to 4 pretty yeah pretty
4: much well. and- it's like 3895 or something like that yeah
1: well i mean just at first glance that that $36,000 a year you're taking from, if it were me, I would have 30, I would have those dollars go into a Roth and I'd spend a little bit of my brokerage account down. Cause it gives, it's like being able to take 36 grand from your brokerage account and just shove it into a Roth IRA. But, but beyond that, I would really consider, does it make sense to convert a little bit more between now and age 72? Because 72, we're going to have to take out about
2: it's not much more than no, he's actually
1: taken out now. No, it's not that much more. It? It's a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, it's a little bit more, but well, not uh, more.
4: From what I'm figuring out if I'm using this table correctly, it, it figures out to – 4%. To about 48,000.
2: Yeah, yeah, correct. About 4%. Correct, correct, correct. Correct. So the, uh, I guess the question mm. is, does it make sense to actually start doing a little bit of Roth conversion? Yeah, probably. But it's around and around the edges. I would actually prefer you to actually uh, probably – Take more money out now and spend it.
4: Yeah, I was thinking that, too. There's a couple of things I would like to do. And yeah. How I long have, have you been widowed? My home. Uh, 25 years. Okay. And uh, <laughs>
2: where will this money go when you're gone? Who's the, uh, the uh, To my daughters. And do they need the money? They could use it. They want it. They don't need it.
1: Um, yeah, I I, I, mean, well, I think one, past- of,
2: one of them does, one of them does. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Who does your taxes? Me. Uh, you know, just do a little pro forma to see, uh, if you should convert a little bit more, uh, convert some of this IRA
1: into a Roth. Okay. Scott? I do. And I uh, Pat, I do like your idea. So he's got four grand a month almost for coming from social security with a guaranteed cost of living adjustment. Right. Which is a good place to be home is paid for mm-hmm. million bucks in your retirement account to your point pat he's taken out less than the things generating or should generate and so like all right we're going to wait now and then we're going to be 82 and we're going to have 2.2 million in the ira or whatever the number is right yeah and it was, assuming not, that it's invested <clears throat> yeah in a moderate and so your point maybe it, maybe we'd spend a little bit more Spend a little bit more on yourself and maybe look at doing a little bit of conversion. I mean, if you can tell us the day you're going to die, it's easy. We can work backwards.
2: If you were my brother, <laughs> you know, it would be a, it'd be a rough life to know the day you're going to
1: die. Um, Not if it was like 94. Well, that's Unless true. If I was 93, then it would be. Okay. Case There. Um,
2: yeah. Do a little Roth conversion, but just increase the distribution by another $500 a month now and spend it. Or if you wanted to remodel the house sure. or do ten thousand or fifteen thousand or twenty thousand dollars worth, you mentioned the house. If you were sitting in my office, I, I would this is the question that any of our advisors would ask is if you had another ten thousand dollars a year, what would you do with it? Uh huh. That's our answer. I would
4: I would probably do either either do some traveling or do a little work on the house.
1: <laughs> there we go. Take it. I would totally agree with Pat. Take it, and whatever those things that, um, and and maybe both. Yep. Maybe Maybe take a little from your brokerage account and and do what you need to do in the house, and then you take a little <laughs> bit and take a little bit more. Look, no one gets out of here alive. Yeah. And by the way, right? right? I mean, that's the reality. What's the value of your home?
4: Yeah. Uh, value of the home. Uh, it's right now around six hundred and fifty. There you go.
2: There you go. The kids are going to get that. Listen, yep. do you ever fly first class?
4: Uh I have a, a couple of times.
2: All right. Well get used to it because when your kids get that money, they will.
4: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, probably. Like,
1: where's Pat going with this question? <laughs> there we go. Spend a little more. <laughs> and it, it, okay, and exactly. in, all, in all seriousness, is if you find yourself like foregoing like maybe some travelers, and it's been a weird season this obviously the last couple of years, but um like do it now. We don't know what tomorrow brings, and if that is what if if that's truly what you want, if that's not what you don't, then yeah, don't then do it just because you have the money. But if you think yeah. that some experiences are going to enhance your life, then we would encourage you to pursue those experiences and spend a little bit more.
4: Well, my one goal is to say I have been to all fifty states. Right now, I'm sitting on forty-one.
2: There we go. Oh, well, then we got the other nine to go. I love that. Let's yeah. figure that let's figure thirty 3500 dollars a state times 9
1: we got the number. <laughs> That's about 40 grand.
2: All righty? Okay, sounds uh, good. Uh, I right, right, appreciate that. the call. Thanks. Yeah.
1: That's really interesting. So. Yeah. Do you want to go to all 50 states? I've been to I started doing the but it doesn't count. Yeah, so, when you go through an airport it's not No, say. I don't count the airport, but if I've stayed a night somewhere but it still doesn't count because yeah. you fly in. A, it's, you've, I've been with you, right? You fly in and you get in and the next thing you had a dinner and then you go to the hotel and you get up and you have a meeting and then you fly out. It could be, in t- it doesn't even matter, yeah. the city. So it, it's not yeah. like I saw anything. I, I have been trying to, when I travel, a schedule a day in before or after to actually walk around. That's why your productivity has oh, declined so well, much. Well, no. <laughs> well, I was wondering, like, holy smokes, McLean's dropped off.
2: <laughs> My corporate overlords have figured it out. <laughs> My productivity. <laughs> I, you know, to,
1: to, to your point, I do try to take uh, a little extra time, and I like to run, so I love running in foreign cities because it gives you a little bit of perspective. But um, whether I go to a museum or something, I always figure when
2: when is the next time I'm going to be in Madison, Wisconsin, in a view? So I go down. I have some cheese curds. <laughs> I got one of those big old hat. cheese hats because okay. I'm from Wisconsin. Nice. Nah, poor people from Wisconsin. Actually, I love Wisconsin. Wisconsin so
1: anyway. All right. Let's Let's uh, let's go to the calls here. We're going to talk with Glenn. Glenn, you're with Allworths Money Matters.
5: Hi, Scott and uh, Pat. Hi, Glenn. Uh, thank you for for taking my
2: call. Yeah, sure.
1: What can we okay. do for you?
5: I, okay. Uh, I have a question about... Um, the retirement withdrawal. So basically, I have a three type account: uh, brokerage
2: mm-hmm.
5: and the traditional four hundred and one k, and the Roth IRA.
2: And a Roth, okay. Uh, what to, yeah. All right. And what's your question for us?
5: I mean, well, uh, so what's a, uh, uh which one should we withdraw
2: first? Oh, so are you retired now? No, I'm not. I'm still working. You are. How much? Uh, how old are you? Uh, 60. And when do you plan on retiring? Uh, probably four or five years. Okay, so this is
1: a great question, but you're premature. But we're still answering. But we're still going to answer the question. <laughs> as a, by, as okay. a rule of thumb, we like to keep the Roth dollars the last dollars you'll ever need to spend be, just because of their tax nature. Once you get those assets out of that tax-free nature, like, you can't get it back in. So it, the longer yes. we can keep it in the Roth, the better. But then when you've got yeah. some of a brokerage and some in traditional, we're balancing between the taxation, ordinary income taxation of a withdrawal from a traditional retirement plan. Also, we've got required minimum distributions that we have to worry about at age 72. We look at those yeah. op- factors along with all your other income. And then we look at your brokerage account. You probably have some something in there that's not very taxable, but others that have a, ver- a very large capital gain. And we need... Yeah. You you need to balance them all together and, and run some numbers to say, where's it going to make the most sense? So it, as an example, if you came to us and said, I have a million
2: dollars, $400,000 in a regular IRA, $400,000 in a Roth IRA, and $200,000 in a brokerage. We would actually figure out what's the minimum amount we should take – maximum amount we should take out of the IRA, the taxable amount. so where we don't drive ourselves into the higher tax brackets, make it up with the brokerage, and maybe even layer a little bit of Roth there. But the Roth is kind of sacred to us. So right. what, what we do – and then you retire at age 65. You have till 72 or 66. You have till 72. Then you look at that point in time and say, do I spend my IRA down? Uh, or convert my IRA to a, a Roth IRA and live off my brokerage. Those all play into it. All of those play into it. But y- you don't, y- you think ahead and you think about tax diver- diversification while you're saving, but you actually, mm-hmm. right when you get to the finish line is when you actually decide where it's going to come from. And that's why you're a little premature in your questioning. All righty?
5: Yeah. All right. So, but my problem is uh, both a full on K and the uh brokerage account is kind of a too big even no, I there's no been, such uh, thing as too big yeah
2: so how big is your how <laughs> so big No is, such thing as too big, big is your 401k
5: um I today's dollar is about 1.5 that's not too big I mean I you know I'm 60 another 12 years it may easily easier to go understand union, right?
2: understand but you've got plenty of room you've and what's your earned income today today
5: so that today, you know, uh, well, my wife and I probably two hundred fifty.
2: Yeah, that's not too
1: big. It's a percentage of your yeah. income. That's even not if big. even if it's let's say it's three million by the time you hit age seventy-two, which probably not gonna be that high. But let's say it's three million, four percent withdrawal. Yeah. It, that's one hundred twenty thousand a year. That's not. It's still it's still in a better tax situation than you're in today. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. I, I wouldn't worry about that. It's not too big.
5: So you. Yeah, if you three um based on the calculator I have is about two hundred forty thousand
2: per mm, year. No, the no,
1: oh, not I at seventy-two. Put, on, put in, okay, two hundred two forty. All right, two forty. No, yeah, it's three. It's about four yeah, percent. It's four percent at eighty-seven. Little seventy-two. Uh, yeah, give or take a little less than that. I think actually a little right, less than four percent. Right, right.
2: So that's that's 130000 dollars a year.
1: You're good. Don't yeah. worry about it getting well, too big. The key is, and Glenn, as we get closer, then uh, like even if you were retiring today, and you'd said, "How are we going to take the income next year?" I'd say, "Well, this is probably how we're going to take it. Let's see what tax changes might come, right? Between now and the end <laughs> Between of the year, now and the end of the year, and then even as we're going through next year, we'd say, "Well, let's let's be flexible and willing to." to change course mid year, if there's some tax change that uh, could have an impact on it. So all those things but, need to be but, taken into but consideration. It, it,
2: try to get that 401k to $3 million by the time you, re, you turn 72.
1: Don't worry about it getting yeah. too big. Yeah. Yeah. I wish, wish, wish you all, Lynn. And next we're talking with Doug. Doug, you're with all worth money matters. Hello.
6: So I'm a big fan of your show and, and I'm also a big fan of asset allocation and rebalancing and, um, pretty straightforward process you know in generally rising markets but if we're in a big downturn or a correction and and most everything is going downwards does it make sense to sell funds that have lost less to buy some funds that have lost more yes absolutely
2: absolutely it, it probably it probably matters more. More of the
1: gain over the long term will I mean, be made in your. portfolio. Just assuming you have some normal kind of portfolio, right? So if you've got some esoteric asset class in there, that's that's never going to rebound, right? Then it might be a different no, story. I'm, I'm,
6: I f- I follow along pretty straightforward lines.
1: Yeah. So um, I mean, if you're in diversified portfolios, if you're saying, look, my my small cap growth stocks are down more than my. Small-cap value, so I'm going to sell some small-cap value to buy some small-cap growth, even though my small-cap value is down as well. Yes, that makes sense. Exactly. It that makes 100% make sense. sense. Yes. Yes. Okay. But, but if you were, let's say, 60 or 70% in stocks and you have some money that was in cash or bonds, you might find yourself in a position where you don't have to sell any of those things that are down because you've got plenty of other assets that have not declined in value.
6: Well, well, this is the position I'm trying to get to is I'm 62, and I'm, I'm realizing that I'm on the tail end of my earning years. And so now I'm more concerned about maintaining and growing conservatively uh, than I was five or
2: ten years ago. Yeah, and well, I'm that makes sense as, as you get, get older, work.
1: and the closer you get to not working or having the ability to work, yes, then you need to be more cognizant of risk you take
2: so what's the portfolio now Six. 60 70 30 80 20 where, where you at uh well I, I don't really love the bonds right now i mean i'm probably 70 30 okay uh
6: and and you know everything's been really great over the last 10 11 yeah. years but and are you? I uh, my tuition says not for long
1: are you well yeah, I, I feel the same way, but it could go on for another five years. You never know, right? These I know, bull markets I know. can can <laughs> last a long time. Uh, do you have any uh, pension income? No. And are you still are you still working?
6: I'm still working right now.
1: Yeah. So when you retire, is uh, you're going to have Social Security and then whatever your investments generate? Is that right?
6: Pretty much. Yeah. My wife works for a school district, and she'll have a, a pension. Uh, it won't be huge, and we're not thinking of taking it. Uh, for two or three years uh, after I retire she's going to continue to work so I can jump on her health insurance
2: yeah well if you're worried about the equity market and you said you're not in love with bonds show me someone that is um, Yeah. I, I don't see any reason you wouldn't actually bring the portfolio down to 60-40 yeah, at this point was, in
1: time yeah I was kind of thinking the same thing or I, 65 yeah. I would yeah, reduce I, it Yeah, bit.
2: I wouldn't, and then figure you'll run 60-40 for the rest of your life
6: yeah, that makes sense to me. That's that's more of a moderate allocation and that's always shown to be it doesn't lose as much in a big down market, doesn't make as much, but it holds on pretty good, I it,
2: think. It is if you if you look at look up a graph of modern portfolio theory and look at the graph, yeah. um it's it's the point on the graph yeah. where it, it actually says, look, for the amount of excess return I'm gonna go in terms of risk after there it it gets much more painful. And that's why you see large institutional pension funds normally run around the 60% Matter of
1: fact, when you go above 80%, uh, you you might be taking on more risk than you'll long-term get compensated for. Yeah, as long as you're reallocating
2: the portfolio on a continual basis. And the more important thing is to reallocate the portfolio on a continual basis. So we reallocate the portfolios. We run them through a screen once a week right where right. i see other advisors that actually say no i only do it on a quarterly basis well the markets don't run on quarters the the markets run on on a daily basis so you want to make sure that you're actually running that portfolio through a screen so how many times did yeah, we so, rebalance the portfolios
1: last year scott was it i think three, four four times we rebalanced three or four we rebalanced um february of 2020 not because we thought the pandemic was coming just because our allocation, we got overweighted in stocks. So we ended up selling some stocks. Then the pandemic hit and we did a re, we ended up rebalancing near the bottom, uh, which we essentially bought stocks when things were low, not because we thought, because was- the portfolios were out of tolerance. Yeah, right. And then when they ran back up, it was another six or eight weeks. We rebalanced again. It was the, we'd never done some that we've never done rebalances like that in such a short period of time. Cause we've never had a, a bear market, uh, so, so quick. short. <laughs> so.
6: That was, that was a crazy time. And I remember going through that and, and everything was falling off the cliff.
2: And that's when you for
6: about 10 mo- days. That's where money's it was made. so quick.
2: It was so quick. Money was made. Yeah. So that's yeah, what you want. It
6: was very quick. And
2: yeah, yeah. Make sure that you run your portfolio through a rebalance on a pretty regular basis.
6: I do now. what, what percentage above or below your, your your preferred allocation? Do you guys does I mean does that
1: trigger a five percent? That's 5%? a great question. <laughs> it depends on the uh, the asset class and the weighting that it's 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 to there. So if you've got a a position that's let's say it's five percent of your portfolio, you might have a tolerance of w- only one or two percentage points. If you've got a position that's twenty percent of your portfolio, you might have a four or five percent. But on layman's terms, if I point. had a 60-40 portfolio for layman's. F- I would
2: rebalance when it got to 65 or 55. Yeah. Which is
6: hard to yeah, do. What I do is I that's when at everything's at running at well each individual fund. And, and I work those off of a okay. 5% margin.
1: Okay. Okay. Perfect. As long as you've got, I just swear, having the right, having a plan, even if it's not perfect is better than no plan for sure. <laughs> no, I, for sure. Yeah. So you sound yeah, like I you're, you sound like you're right there. Well, thank you. Yeah, uh, I
2: hope
6: so. Yeah. Uh, getting to the end of my earning years is
2: uh, yeah, it gets scary, really doesn't it? You
6: take stock a bit. It does. Yeah. It gets
2: scary. Wait till you wait till you quit putting money in and you take your first distribution. How you feel that? It's emotional. And I'm a little.
6: Yeah, I'm, I'm. I think it'll be kind of a good thing, bad thing, right? Yeah. Like, hey, yep, I I made it and I can do this, but oh shit, I can't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. to... <laughs> so, but but remember this. The, the money that you saved is your stored labor. That's right. what it is. It's stored labor. And at some point in time, when you are no longer wanting to labor or having to labor, you're using those dollars as stored labor to, to exchange with other people for labor. Pretty simplistic way to look yeah. at it, but it will help you psychologically get through that change.
6: Yeah, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate that thought. It's a good way to think about it.
1: All right, Doug. Appreciate the, appreciate the call. Right, we we don't have much time left in our program, but did want to remind people, and we mentioned this a little earlier, we've got a block of time to take calls on Wednesday, January 19th, from one thirty to 4 p.m. Pacific, 4.30 to 7 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> Thank you. We, we will be taking calls. So uh, you can either just call during that hour or uh, you can call now and schedule a time. You just pick up the phone, call. Someone will talk with you. You can schedule a time during that window to have a conversation with us, or call during that window. Uh, 833-99-WORTH is the number. It's 833-999-6784, and uh, we'll take your call during that time. Yeah,
2: and as always, uh, we post new information to our website, so visit us, visit us at allworthfinancial.com, allworthfinancial.com slash articles and uh, all kinds of stuff that we generate in-house. We have a number of writers and analysts and researchers that actually help us put together this
0: website. Yes, thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week. This has been All Worth's Money Matters.